0: Grace to you and peace from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we welcome you to this time of worship. From wherever you join us and whenever you join us, it is our hope and prayer that God is meeting you right where you are at and that you be open to the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in your midst. For God is indeed closer than the air we breathe for this is the day the Lord has made and we are rejoicing and we are glad in it and we are glad that you are here. Welcome to worship. of year when we celebrate the birth of our nation we come
1: here to worship the God of all human history for this same God who created the world continues to act in history judging redeeming and loving we come here as God's people people of faith of vision of courage and of hope we come here to praise to pray to learn and to love We come here to live in God's constant promise of new beginnings and new life.
0: Let us worship God. of worshiping together has a way of making us honest with ourselves each other and god we feel the need to open our hearts and minds to god unburdening ourselves and waiting for the uplifting news of the forgiveness that awaits us join me now in our prayer of confession let us pray almighty god You led our forebears to this land, and out of conflict, you created in us a love of peace and liberty. In our times of trial, we ask you to keep us from withdrawing from our compassion. Forgive a pride that sometimes overlooks national wrong or tries to justify injustice. Have mercy on our hearts. Make us fair and helpful to each other. Raise up in us a right patriotism that seeks the nation's good and searches for permanent solutions to the world's problems. We ask these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our God is the God who judges peoples, churches, and nations. The gospel tells us that God's judgment comes in the form of forgiveness. Knowing this, we experience a freedom that is truly free. We are empowered to begin each day as a new creature in God's sight. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven.
1: Every 4th of July weekend, we take a walk back in time to 1776, our country's birthday, when we were ruled by Great Britain and had a longing to be free. We believed in freedom so much that we fought a war. We declared our independence. And today we still work for the freedom of all people. Jesus said he came to set us free. And not only did he say it, he proclaimed it. Not only did he proclaim it, he lived it. And where did that freedom speech happen for Jesus? It happened the first time he went back to Nazareth, and he stood up at his own synagogue. Now, as you may recall, before he got to that place, he was sent out. He went to be baptized by his cousin John the Baptist, After his baptism, he went into the wilderness where he was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. And as he comes out of that wilderness period, he now goes home. You can imagine as he walks into the synagogue that friends and neighbors see him and they call out his name and they say, hey, Jesus is back because they don't yet understand that he's come back as the Messiah. So he's asked, just like a seminarian who goes off to seminary and comes into town for a weekend of church to read the scripture passage. And it says, he unrolls the scroll, and I see it in my head as something dramatic, and I see it both from his view of standing up front and from being seated in the pulpit, maybe perhaps being a neighbor who had watched him grow up, excited to hear him read. And this is what he did. He stood up in the synagogue. Now remember, he didn't sit down. He stood up. We talk about standing up for freedom. So he stood up there. He unrolled the scroll and it was from the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament. And then he found the place where it was written. And his voice went out through the congregation. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The words were Isaiah's. they had become Jesus's as he rolled back up the scroll and set it down and went to find his seat you know it's fourth of July weekend and let me state the obvious we're still in a global pandemic all these months later but what is, real, what is real about that is Jesus' message is as pertinent today in the midst of a global pandemic we could have never counted on as it was when he first said the words himself so long ago. The 4th of July, Jesus commissions us to step out of our doors, to live into his mission, and that's what we have been about. We have brothers and sisters all over the world that really before this age of technology we really didn't think much about except perhaps in some words in a prayer or one or two sentences in a sermon in a very real way this global pandemic has connected us one to another around the world and what jesus did when he stood up to read those words from isaiah Is he proclaimed then from every day after he stepped out of that synagogue that for those who aren't free, none of us will be free until all are free? He came to set us free from sin and death on the cross, to raise us to new life, giving us freedom of eternal life. I'm a big fan of Peter Marshall. And he has this amazing little prayer that he wrote just for the 4th of July. And I'd like to pray it with you. Lord Jesus, thou art the way, the truth, and the life. Hear us as we pray for the truth that shall make all free. Teach us that liberty is not only to be believed. Liberty is too precious a thing to be buried in books. It costs too much to be hoarded. Help us see that our liberty is not the right to do as we please, but the opportunity to please do what is right. Amen. That prayer inspires me. I'm not sure that you realize that our 224th General Assembly in the Presbyterian Church happened and what was really striking to me about it is that two years before this past June, they put together a vision team, a 2020 vision team, two years before the event would ever happen. And they were commissioned to write what they called a guiding statement by which to lead everyone through those days as they gathered What was interesting too is that the vision vision team first started with just words, not whole paragraphs or eloquent phrases or sentences, words. And here were the words, prayerful, courageous, united, serving, alive. So here we are two years later, General Assembly has just met And I believe that it's connected to Jesus standing in that synagogue and his words. For we as the church, Christians around the world, brothers and sisters, the body of Christ, we are to be prayerful. Our continued commitment to scripture and to prayer. For the spirit gives us words to speak. The spirit is our advocate, said Jesus. And now the spirit can embody us that we can advocate for those who don't have a voice. Courageous, be bold, that's what we are to be in 2020 as a church. That we don't stand down to fear, but we stand up, and sometimes we stand between. We work through human limitation, we bring good news from our faithfulness, and even in a pandemic, We shall strengthen our resolve. United. A longing for connectionalism based in community, not bureaucracy. We are to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We have not done nearly enough to address inequality and injustice. Jesus emboldens us with courage. Serving. And not just the kind of serving that takes its time. We need to urgently serve. We need to address issues of racism and poverty, income equality, climate change, violence, human rights, and so much more. And although the task may seem daunting, we know that all things are possible with Jesus. And the fifth word, alive. The church is to be alive, growing excitement about the new ways of doing and being church. And we are to love and to do love and to be love in new ways as well. Jesus teaches us to love even when others hate. Jesus loves, but he's also tough because he wants us to live in his way, selfless not self-centered he commands us to care for the poor to be stewards of his creation to be peacemakers to respect the image of God in every person even those we find hard to love he issues pretty harsh warnings too, against anger and greed and adultery and lust and selfishness and every kind of evil Jesus calls us to love even our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us. Jesus teaches us so we won't wander off like a lost sheep in the wrong direction. I'll leave you with this. A little girl was kind of annoying to her father who was trying to work at home. And she said that she wanted him to explain the United States and what it looked like. And so he tore a picture of the United States out of a magazine that was nearby and he tore it up in a million pieces and he asked her to hold out her hands and he poured all these pieces in her hand and he said, now you go to your room and once you put this all together, tape it and then bring it back to me. Well, he assumed she'd be gone at least a half an hour or more. Yeah, she came back really fast. And not only did she bring the pieces taped, she held the map of the United States up to show him. And he was shocked, and he said, how did you do that so quickly? And she said, oh, Dad, on the other side of the magazine paper is a picture of Jesus. When I got all of Jesus back to where he belonged, then our country was made whole. It's time to come together as disciples and followers of Jesus. It's time to be church. We must be prayerful, courageous, united, serving, alive. And we won't just preach the good news. We're going to follow Jesus and be the good news. God bless you. Amen. Thank you.
0: There is a saying that says this, never underestimate the power of a small group of committed individuals to change the world because it's the only thing that ever has. In the same way, never underestimate the power of giving a small portion of your lives and labors to God because in his hands, your gift will indeed change the world. In this moment, we ask you to prayerfully consider giving a monetary donation to the ministries of Rosedale Gardens or some other organization within your community that will assist in aiding the welfare of others. For we have indeed been blessed to be a blessing. Let us now worship God with our shared offerings. (laughs) Join our hearts and minds together in prayer. Let us pray. Jesus, our Lord and our faithful friend, our ever present help, in you we find our strength renewed. May our lives be an offering to you, our prayers, our time, our energy, our talents. May they all build up your church, spread faith and hope and love, and may our actions and our words and our lives cast your reflection to all who encounter each and every day receive these gifts gracious god and turn them into blessings that seek to build up communities and expand resources to those who have none may these gifts bring hope may these gifts inspire may these gifts renew thank you lord for asking us to partner with you in building up your kingdom through the giving of our time talents and treasures god of this nation as we celebrate the birth of our country, remind us that we still have work to do. It is our prayer that all peoples know the true freedom upon which this nation was founded, and may its purest ideals be revealed in you, O God, through freedom from tyranny, segregation, hatred, injustice, racism, bigotry, and oppression. May our churches, our homes, and our communities be instruments of your peace and justice as we seek reconciliation with you and one another. We continue our prayers for our medical personnel, our hospitals, our first responders, and for all who are endeavoring to help those who are in need. Keep us all safe and free from harm as we do our part to help others and to protect ourselves. Help us to show compassion and love at all times. We know that you are always with us and will show us the way. By your spirit, giver of good gifts, make us one with you and with each other. Give us your strength during this tumultuous time. As we now prepare to go into the day you have made, we thank you, Lord, in the midst of any and all adversities for your love and forgiveness, your strength and and courage and the gift of being your church all this we pray in your name as we pray together saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
1: Amen. As we now reach the time of the passing of the peace, it makes it extraordinary on this weekend of Fourth of July when we talk about words like faith and peace and justice and liberty. May we be free free to extend the peace of Christ to all of our neighbors near and far. So I would ask all of us to make sure that we extend the sign of Christ's peace in all the many ways that we can. May you be generous in giving the blessing of peace to all those in your world. May the peace of Christ be with you. Brothers and sisters, the spirit of the Lord is upon us. Jesus has given us the gift of God's Holy Spirit. So now, therefore, we can go out into the world with faith and hope and love to be the good news of Jesus. And now as you go, may the grace of Christ attend you, the love of God surround you, the Holy Spirit keep you, that you may live in faith, abound in hope, and grow in love, today and all days. Alleluia. Amen.